You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here talking all things Texas A&M, and we're going to hear from Jimbo Fisher himself on what to expect moving into this new COVID-19 protocol. For anyone who does not understand what's going on right now, there will not be a game this upcoming Saturday at home against Ole Miss, which means there are now two games that have been postponed in the Aggies program going into the final weeks of the college football season. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality sounding podcast every single day, give me a follow at Mr. Cole Thompson and secondly at Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th man related content found here on LOP. Subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day, every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So, we are in a flux right now. Texas A&M will not be playing this upcoming Saturday at home against the Ole Miss Rebels. This is now the second game that has been postponed due to COVID-19 related issues. Of course, everyone understands that the very first one was last week against Tennessee. That game has been rescheduled to December 12th. So no matter what, the Vols will be the Aggies' potential final game of the 2020 season, and it will be in Neyland Stadium, which means the final home game of the year could be next week against LSU. Now, depending on what happens afterwards, Ole Miss could be back on the schedule, which means the Aggies still have a shot to go 9-1 on the year with the only loss coming to number one ranked Alabama. You don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from Jimbo Fisher. Let's just hear from what the head coach had to say on what is going on around the SEC today. Yeah, pressure on their minds. yeah I mean, you turn it all into a positive. You know, you get a chance to heal up a little bit maybe, and some guys are nicked and knacked and later in the year, get some health, get some film, get some things to hear. And, and I don't mean this. We, you know, you know you always, everybody asks the ultimate goal. You want to be in the playoffs. You want to go win it. But right now we're trying to control and stay in, and stay in the moment where we're at. And, and like I said, if we keep taking care of our business and playing well, then we'll have those opportunities at the end. We don't try to quite think of it that way, but you always got to put a silver lining in things, let you heal up, get better, work on fundamentals as much as you can, develop some of your young players, for depth on down the road later in the year and, and see where you go. I mean, there's always a serendipity to anything in life. You look at how Texas A&M is kind of limited in the pass rushing a game because of the loss of Michael Clemens. Well, he was expected to miss three to five weeks, which would have put him back in play right around the SEC championship game. Now, that does not mean that he was going to play in the SEC championship game if there was one, but Depending on what you look at with the schedule, there's no guarantee that he was going to even suit up again this year. Now you possibly get him back for a playoff run, and if worse comes to worse, you get him back maybe even better for Ole Miss versus A&M to close out the year. Get you guys healthy. Get you guys a little bit more rest. I, there, there, there are some positives here. There's nothing wrong with missing time. I, I get it. I understand having you know two extra bye weeks sometimes is a little sour, but it does maybe help with health reasons. Not for anything other than that. That's the biggest thing I take away. There's not a moment here where I don't see where A and M, you know, isn't happy about it because they shouldn't be. They were playing very good football. Down the stretch, they had a shot to probably win their last five games, close out the year on a 5-0 record, and be the team to beat. 
maybe not just in the SEC, but in the entire country. Now you have to get that momentum back. That's something that I've always said. When you're hot and you have the momentum, you have reasons to drive, you have reasons to push forward, you have reasons to set yourself up. Is there a drive still there? Is there a drive still around? Is there anything that could be even somewhat of a glimpse of what we've saw the past two weeks? If that's the case, AM's in a good spot, but you lose that momentum. Maybe you lose the power to stay in control of your own destiny. And Jimbo Fisher talked about the players who were quarantined and what they have to go through in order to regain eligibility by the SEC, not by him, to return to action sometime in the future for this program. Come over here. They can come over. They can just be in very small groups and be separate. And strength trainer can stand at distance and run them give them drills to do, you know, in very small groups so they keep distancing where they can't be. And they're not even together. They're, they still have to have so much spacing. So we try to do that just like we would do summer workouts, winter workouts, you know, conditioning in that way. So the good news is, is that players are going to be still practicing, which does keep your body fresh, which does allow you to maintain that, I would say, not momentum per se, but it definitely, I think, allows you to pick up the pace, stay the course, see the ultimate goal at the end of the finish line. All those things are parts that definitely matter when breaking down film, when looking at a program. The distance thing... Listen, any person who thinks, okay, because of we're social distancing, they're not going to know how to tackle. If you don't know how to tackle when you're in the middle of practice, you're not going to know how to tackle on Saturdays. The reality is, if you've ever been to a high school practice in Texas, if you've ever been to a college practice... There's very little tackling that goes on. There's a lot of wrap-ups. There's a lot of hands-on in coverage. There's a lot of, you know, pass protection. But there's very little tackling. It's a lot of just you tap and you're done. Now, every once in a while, unfortunately, you will have a player who can't slow down fast enough, so they knock out a wide receiver. Or you'll have a player that delivers a lower block and goes well past the whistle because of the momentum that you're having in practice. Like, those are things that just happen. But anyone out there that's saying, oh... They're not tackling this week because they have to social distance. They have to stay six feet apart. If A&M could not tackle before they had some outbreaks come in, they could not tackle after some outbreaks come in. Don't use that as an excuse. It stinks for A&M, and it stinks for the program, and it stinks for where the team is looking right now. But, I mean, that is the least of my concern, in my opinion. Here's what's crazy. Originally, people thought that the number for positive testing was three. It's not. It's in the mid-40s, according to what Jimbo Fisher said at Monday's press conference. That's a high number. I mean, that's that's almost half the team. This is one of those times where this is actually an outbreak. I get that this is one of those moments where it actually could come in. And unfortunately, it just looks like for the SEC in general, it's gone pretty much everywhere. The positive news is that once it's gone, it usually doesn't spread a second time. So you don't see second waves really come through these programs. Instead, you just see it kind of come, and then we're done. This is a good sign for A&M moving into the you know final four weeks of the season, if there are four weeks left. But you do have to wonder, where do we go from here? That's the biggest concern. And you know I, I've mentioned this multiple times about momentum what it means to have the momentum. 
and Fisher actually discussed how the momentum will be affected, you know, going into two weeks of not having, you know, live games and very low practice. We have Zoom meetings to keep, we do regular Zoom meetings with them, just like using position meetings. We do studies, we do breakdowns of what you've done well all year, what you haven't done well. We're proving those things, keeping their mind in the game, keeping them fresh, keep the physical workouts that way, and then you'll have time to get back and get prepared for a game. And, you know, you still got the same guys, so they can hopefully still play as well in what they're doing. I mean, that's the challenge each and every week, whether you're on a roll or not on a roll. That, you know, you say you're on a roll, do you take things for granted and you don't work? You know, I mean, it, it goes six. Listen, it matters how you practice, how you prepare, how you get your mind ready to play each and every week. And, you know, these are challenges because they're new but there's some things that you know can definitely be done and, and taken care of any given week a team could have the momentum and then just fall flat on their face that doesn't mean that they're a bad team it means that they just had a struggle game and you know it's the same way according to fisher yeah we don't play for two weeks how do we respond in two weeks and honestly i think that that does say a lot more about the organization and about what Fisher's doing for the 12th man program than anything. We may not play for two weeks, but because we are a veteran unit, because of our staff is well-equipped, and because of we know exactly how to prepare off the field, our on-the-field production is going to be staggering. That's something that you got to give a lot of credit to Jimbo Fisher for. Lots of credit for him there. Much like with everything going on due to COVID-19, life is hard. And sometimes you just need to hit that reset button. That's why whenever you do go out and find a way to reset your own mind, I recommend you grab a beer that's literally made to chill. That beer's name? Well, it's Coors Light. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are meant for you. Not because of anything else, but because of it's therapeutic. It's uninterrupted me time that allows you to chill, relax, and drink a beer. And I always recommend drinking the coldest one as cold as the Rocky Mountains made by the great people of the Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado, because their beer is cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. Chill is almost in the word. It's crisp and refreshing as cold as the Colorado Rockies and perfect for a moment for you to unwind. I know when I get off work, I like to crack open an ice cold one, sit back and relax. And seeing those blue mountains means that I'm going to be in a euphoria of ice cold deliciousness. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit that reset button, reach for the beer that's literally made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. And remember, celebrate responsibly. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, if you get your opinion on something, you love quality podcasts running your favorite sports teams. If so, why not listen to a Locked On Podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, and highlight information to get you geared up and win your fantasy football league. Subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. As I talk about a lot on this show, momentum is a powerful thing. Not just because of the momentum of anything pushes things into a positive direction, or sometimes even a negative direction, but the force that is found behind momentum is something so strong that it's usually hard to break. And for AM, they were playing at an elite level before all this COVID-19 stuff happened. You know, the outbreak happened. Again, one player has it, but 40 people in the building habit, so that is where the problem lies. I see all this, and you wonder, okay, momentum, where does AM go with this? According to Jimbo Fisher, 
He is not letting up on these players, even though they've had two extra weeks to prepare for whoever they have to face off against. Be right back on their tails and pushing them the same way we practiced before we we were playing. Then we'll be we'll be right back in it and pushing and going. And I think they will too because they know they you know, they have a chance to have a very good season or having a very good season. And guys like to play and push themselves when things are going well. And hopefully even when things aren't going well, that's a test of, of who you are. And I think it's just you know life is about changes. It's about adaptation. It's about uh, making the best out of situations. I think this is a great lesson for them in life, and uh, I think they'll handle it the right way. And so far, they have. I like what Fisher said. It's actually a test of negativity than positivity. Sure, when things are going right for you, everything's just fine. You know, you're playing well, you're on a hot streak, you're making moves that people only talk about once in a while. Guess what? When things go south, you have the option to either steer into the skid, which will then push you out into a positive direction, or you have the option to steer away from the skid, which likely keeps you skidding up and down, up and down, up and down, and then eventually crashing and burning. How AM handles these two weeks, in my opinion, will decide if they truly are a playoff contender. Because getting into the college football playoff, it's hard, but it's also not. Win your division, win your conference, you're in. 9 out of 10. I do think that the college football playoffs should expand to eight teams because of there are years where an Oregon team comes on super hot late, loses one game at the very start of the year, and then they're out because they lost that one game early on. You should have all Power 5 teams in. To me, at least. But for A&M, here we go. You're sitting at 9-1 at the end of the year. You've played well. You're leading the SEC in scoring. You're leading the SEC in turnovers. You're leading the SEC in everything. But you lost in week two, and Alabama has had time to also just play nonchalant, whatever. So just because of that, they're in. I mean, that's fair if they win the conference, but then you look at this year especially, how do we know a 7-0 and Oregon team is better than a 9-1 and A&M team? How do we know a... You know, an eight and a seven and one Ohio State team is better than a nine and one Texas A&M team. With momentum comes the ability to step up and make a name for yourself as one of the big time role players in the world in anything. When you're faced with adversity, it shows more about what you can do when your back is against the wall. If you can come out of it even stronger than when you went in, you've made it. That's just a big deal to me. And that's a big deal to me in anything in life. For Texas A&M, they come out of this and they play against LSU with the same tenacity they played against Arkansas, they're going to win by 40. They play the same way they played against um, South Carolina, they're going to beat Auburn by 20. And then they're just going to continue to run. That's how this works. But how they react to this says more about AM as a program under the Jimbo Fisher regime than anything else out there. Kellen Mond is the only other thing. He would have gone down in week one for this to be the biggest adversity Jimbo Fisher has ever gone through. You have your team playing at an elite level and you want them to continue to play this way. 
you have to be the reason why they do. The biggest thing is that right now it is non-contact. It is, you know, very perceptible. You stay away from each other. Don't touch each other. You just run, you know, basic conditioning drills and that's it. Fisher, though, believes that when the team can return to practice, which will be Sunday, they will have a practice this Sunday, it is looking better. They're running hard. You get you, you still put the GPS modes on them for safety issues. They know how far they're running, how fast they're running, directions, timing, and all that stuff. And you know some of the, some of the guys when some of the guys will practice. We get contact back. We we'll have to get used back to contact. But that won't be that won't be hard for veterans and people who are in that situation. This is a moment where veteran talent does step up big time. And for AM, they have a ton of veteran skip players coming back. Anyone who's been through adversity has been through something like this before, which does help AM in the long haul of being a better team. Locked on Aggie fans, how many times has this happened to you? You're trying to get through the rest of your day, but you can't because of you cannot break through that wall. That's why I recommend when you do, go do it with BuiltGo. BuiltGo is great because it only comes in 1.5 ounces, and it's great to be used as a workout gel, one of the best on the market. It's like 5-hour energy without the same crashing feelings, plus it's natural, so it's actually better for your body. And with three delicious flavors, including peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint, there's always some type of flavor to help you out. BuiltGo combines energy gel with collagen protein. Everyone knows that collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system much faster. Plus, it's easier on your stomach than those acidic drinks. Plus, with beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine, BuiltGo is loaded with the good stuff to ignite your workout or just your work day. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff also helps you look gorgeous. Go visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCK to get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Whatever you need to get through the rest of your day, break through that mental or physical wall with BuiltGo. Let's go. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here talking about things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes, Spotify, or listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. One thing that people are definitely going to be looking at and talking about is, of course, the college football rankings. A&M was sitting as the number five seed, but thanks to a massive win from Florida, they got docked down to the number six seed. Some people are going to consider that a huge loss for the Aggies. I don't really see a problem with that. You're still in the top six, you're still in the top ten, and you're still in the running for a college football playoff spot. You know who else really doesn't care about the rankings right now? That'd be Jimbo Fisher. He had this to say on hearing about Florida moving up over them because of they had a game and A&M didn't. I don't. I mean, that's opinion. We'll see. And I haven't seen the official rankings, so I don't know if that's true. I mean, listen, everybody has an opinion. Some guys like us, some guys like us. That's, that's going to be part of it. It's going to matter what you do on the field and how you do it on the field. And that's all we can control, and that's their opinion. We'll, handle, we'll control what we can control, and they say what they say. Then that's their business. I can't control that. Mm-hmm. All I can control is playing well on the field. Okay, for starters, Jimbo, you know exactly where you sit in the rankings. I, You 100% know. You've looked at the rankings. You 100% know where you are. That's not the point of the conversation. The point is, anyone out there that is still having this narrative of, oh, well, Florida beat, lost to A&M, so they should be ranked below A&M. Stop it. It doesn't matter right now. Because here's the reality of it. For A&M... They are in a much better spot than Florida. Florida could be ranked number two. Florida could be ranked number one. 
Florida could be ranked number 17. A&M would still be in a better spot than them. Because at the end of the year, if the season was to end today, Florida would be going down to Atlanta. You know who else would be going down to Atlanta? Alabama. Is Alabama going to lose to freaking Florida? No, they're not. And at that point, if we're really discussing this, Alabama beats Florida. Florida's out. Florida's out of the conversation. A&M not playing in the SEC championship is a blessing in disguise. Yes, of course you want to play in the SEC championship. That's the goal every single year. When is that not the goal? But does it matter if you do? Seriously, does it? Because the way I'm looking at this is A&M is set right now to still be in the college football playoff conversation if they win out. Florida has to win out too. Florida also has to play one extra game. And guess what? Two losses, doesn't matter if you played an extra game. You were out of the college football playoff. So anyone who sit out there, well, you know, A&M should be ranked ahead of Florida because of, you know, they beat them. Yeah. No, stop it. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I 100% agree with Jimbo Fisher on that. does not freaking matter. Because at the end of the year, he understands we may not be going to Atlanta. Florida may be going to Atlanta. Our loss comes to Alabama. If they lose to Alabama, they're out, we're in. End of conversation. Stop worrying about these stupid rankings where Florida is and where A&M is. It does not matter. Right now, Florida lost A&M. If they lose to Alabama, they're out. If they beat Alabama, then Alabama is going to be in a four-way tie and people are going to have to wonder, are the Crimson Tide going to be in? Guess what? Right now, the way that Florida's defense is playing, Mac Jones is going to eat them alive. That's just the way it is. Gator chomp, more like gator bait. That's what it is for the Crimson Tide. Finally, you look at this upcoming scheme. As of right now, it's not on the schedule. Now, that does not mean this game is not going to be played. It just is not on the schedule. Why? Because of it may not be needed. But according to Jimbo Fisher, they are prepping just like this game is going to be played. Do I expect to make up the Ole Miss game? Yeah, 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 because we've added two weeks. There was a built-in week, and they've opened up the 19th now, so that would be two weeks. So I would I would fully expect to make those games up for sure. I don't know that. I mean, I mean, if, if the SEC moves games around, we still have four weeks to play four games. So um, whatever they do, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely adhere to. Here's the reason why the game will not be played. They need to get out. They need to be done. They need to kind of move forward, and they do not need this game to be happening to possibly lead to more COVID testing. The only way that this game does not be played because of that week of the December 19th is still open. It is, and the SEC has made it open now. It wasn't supposed to be, but the biggest thing will be A&M, the only way they're not playing in this game is if Alabama loses two, A&M does not lose one, and they represent the West in the SEC title game because that's the same weekend as the SEC title game. If that's the case, that's the way this game is not played. And A&M goes in 8-1, and, and more than likely they're taking on a 9-1 and Florida. That's the only way this game does not get played. The reason this game will be played is if A&M is 8-1 and and Alabama's 10-0 or 9-0 or whatever they are, and they are in the, college, they are in the SEC championship game, A&M needs this game to secure their spot in the college football playoff. There will be two games that day. 
and it will be because of AM is still fighting for a college football playoff spot. So Jimbo Fisher's not entirely wrong on that. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and Spotify. Listen every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. Tomorrow's show, Will Muschamp fired from South Carolina. Could he be coming to the great old land of College Station? And also, what about Mike Elko? How's he looking? Could he be a prime candidate to take over for the Gamecocks out in Columbia? A Jimbo Fisher, disciple, getting his shot in the SEC. Don't go anywhere. We'll be talking about all that tomorrow. We'll see you then. And remember, give me all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.